What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Hotline Podcast. My name is TJ, and I'm here to go over old WCW episodes with you so you can rekindle that love you have of old WCW Nitro, pay-per-views, thunders, whatever it is. Uh, today, we're going to be covering Nitro episode number three, which was on September 18th, 1995 from Johnson City, Tennessee. We have three big matches on the card, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. First things first, as soon as Nitro kicks off, Eric Bischoff hears the an ambulance, like the sirens and stuff, or just told, hey, we have an emergency in the back. They run back there. Mean Gene's already standing by. An ambulance is pulling backwards, and we have the Giant and the Taskmaster both come out of the back of the ambulance. They're pretty much just uh, talking about how they crippled and killed Hulkamania last night on Fall Brawl. And the Giant says that he is the one true immortal in professional wrestling. As they were going on through this, the Giant kind of um, insinuated that he was indeed the son of Andre the Giant. All right, after that, they went ahead and went to ringside where it was the American Males going to take on the Blue Bloods. Now, the American Males came out. They did their entrance. Everything's cool. As soon as the Blue Bloods' turn was, or it was their turn to come out, uh, we see them get attacked. We don't see Regal, but we see the other one, and he's getting beat up, and it's by Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat uh, beat the crap out of them, pretty much tell them, hey, we're the tag team champions. We do what we want. We fight when we want. And we're going to challenge these punks right now to a world title match uh, against the American Males. American Males are like, yeah, I get a title match? Heck yeah, let's do this. So now we have the American Males versus Harlem Heat. As soon as this match kicks off, they're going back and forth. The Males try to uh, pick up the pace and make Harlem Heat fight their style of wrestling, which is the faster, more more high-octane type of wrestling. uh, wrestling. Um, eventually, Booker T catches um, Riggs with a huge axe kick and kind of slows everything down. Harlem Heat starts playing their style, that rough, tough, I'm going to beat you up, slam you down type of wrestling. And uh, they're kind of taking advantage of everything. They've they've got the uh, the win in their sights. They're doing great. And then all of a sudden, Colonel Parker starts coming down looking for Sister Sherry. And uh, he goes down there, and I guess Sherry was trying to hit one of the males with maybe her shoe or something. Colonel Parker ends up grabbing Sherry, kind of picks her up in his arms, and they start walking towards the back. Well, while that happens, Buff, or I'm sorry, Booker T's trying to get Buff Bagwell into a uh, pump handle slam. Buff counters it, uh, slams down on top of Booker T, goes for the pin, gets the one, two, three, and we have brand new tag team champions out of nowhere with the American Males beating Harlem Heat one night after they won the tag team titles. Okay, following that, we had Mean Gene uh, interviewing Ric Flair. He asked about last night what happened with the match. Flair pretty much said that Arn broke the code, which is you don't uh, talk about the other person's family. You don't take, you don't bring anybody else into horseman business. It's horseman business is horseman business, and that's it. And Arn Anderson broke that by not only calling out his family, but also by allowing Brian Pillman or having Brian Pillman come out and attack him during their match. Uh, he also said that after he's done with Brian Pillman tonight, he's going to go ahead and go after Arn Anderson. Up next was the second match of the night, which was Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff versus Johnny B. Bad. Now, Mr. Wonderful came out to a brand new theme, a brand new look. His hair's a little shorter, new ring jacket, new gear, looking at the mirror, feeling like Mr. Wonderful yet again. This music he had was terrible. It was absolutely awful. Um, the only person that seemed to like it in the entire thing was, in fact, Bobby Heenan, because Bobby Heenan loves everything that the heels do, always has been. So he comes out, and then um, 
Johnny B. Bad comes out next, and as soon as he gets in the ring, Johnny B. Bad starts putting the, or I'm sorry, Orndor starts putting the boots right to Johnny B. Bad. He starts beating him up, just going after him, just wearing down Johnny B. Bad because he knows once Bad gets going, gets that uh, adrenaline running and moving and running and stuff like that, he's unstoppable. So Orndorf ends up going for a big splash off the top rope, misses it. Uh, Johnny B. Bad starts to build a comeback. Orndorf cuts him down real fast, goes for his pile driver, which Bad countered. And they continue to go back and forth. So eventually, after a little bit, uh, Johnny B. Bad goes for a roll-up, which um, Paul Orndorff actually counters and got the three count. Uh, Johnny B. Bad looked very, very upset about this. And as I'm watching it, uh, it seemed to me that something didn't go right here. Like, But it seemed like Johnny B. Bad was supposed to win, but they called an audible and Orndorff ended up taking it. It was it was very weird because Johnny B. Bad looked super super mad at himself and just mad in general, as Orndorff kind of got the win and got up got out of the ring, just raised his hands and walked to the back. Referee got the hell out of dodge. It was it was weird. Um, I don't know if this is going to lead to something. I don't know if it was just a the referee messed up, you know, supposed to kick out or whatever it was. But yeah, Johnny B. Bad loses to Paul Orndorff with a roll up pin. And with that, we'll go and take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back here in just a moment with more of the hotline. My office, it's a 12 by 12 cage made out of wood, iron, and steel. Pump up with Sting on WCW Monday Nitro. Every Monday night at 8 on TNT. Just another day at the office. All right, and we are back. So let's just jump right back into it. Uh, the next thing they showed on Nitro was a recap of the WCW guys actually on Baywatch. Now, instead of showing moments like from what happened with the show, they actually showed Macho Man on the beach just working out, getting his reps in, and the the other actors and stuff were kind of rooting him on, the, the other lifeguards and stuff. And then out of nowhere, the Taskmaster came and starts choking him and starts beating the crap out of Macho. A fairly, It seemed like it was very unprovoked. Like I don't understand why the Taskmaster was going directly after Macho. Maybe this was because of the Fall Brawl War Games match. I'm not exactly sure, but... Uh, of all people to come and save Macho Man that was on set, it was actually Ric Flair that showed up and helped him. It was uh, it was kind of weird. Like uh, Flair showed up and he just grabbed Sullivan and kind of pushed him back and it's like, "That's enough. That's enough. It's okay. Just just go do your thing. Like it's over. It's over." So maybe there's uh, like an alliance there. Maybe there's some mutual respect between the Macho Man and Ric Flair. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be some hostility between Taskmaster and Flair. I don't know, man. I like to see. Uh, I'm excited to see where this one runs. And then, with that said, since they came back from the recap, they go back to being Gene Okerlund in the ring, and he's here with his guest tonight, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, Savage comes out, and the first thing they do is ask him, "Hey, what about that?" And Macho flat out says, "I'm going to take the Taskmaster's head off. Like he's going to destroy Kevin Sullivan." Uh, he also called Hulk Hogan a bad judge of character because of the cheap shot that he felt he received from Lex Luger at last night's fall brawl, which this um, prompted Lex Luger to come out saying, yo, I didn't cheap shot you. You can ask anyone that ever saw that, any tag team person, the guy moved, I accidentally hit you, it was completely an accident. And Macho's like, nope, that's garbage, and uh, challenges him. Like says, hey, I know you wanted... Hogan's title, that's why you're sitting there trying to take all your competitors out the way so you can get to Hogan. Luger's like, yo, are you trying to say you don't want the title? 
Macho's like, yeah, I'm man enough to admit that I also want that title. Just like I'm man enough to challenge you to a match next week. And Luger accepted. So next week on Nitro, we're going to have Macho Man versus Lex Luger. Um, and as they're kind of going back and forth, Macho wanted to fight right then, right now. And Luger's like, no, no, we'll wait till next week. Just kind of backing off and chirping at the lips. Out of nowhere, Macho's like getting closer, getting closer, and just open hand slaps Luger right in the face. Not too hard, but just enough to be disrespectful. Um, and as that happens, they cut to commercial break. Mean Gene's freaking out. It seems like there's some hostility between the two. So it's going to be a hell of a match next week. I'm very excited to see that. All right. After a quick fall brawl recap where they show the giant destroying Hulk Hogan's bike in the beginning with the monster truck and then him showing up again at the end of the pay-per-view and snapping Hogan's neck, we are finally on to our main event. The Nature Boy Ric Flair versus Flying Brian Pillman. Flying Brian comes out. He's just looking upset. He's looking just focused, like determined, all that stuff. Nothing out of the, uh, nothing too out of the normal, or out of the ordinary, should I say? When Ric Flair comes out, he walking. He's not even through the entrance ramp, like up on the stage, before he's already taken his robe off. This man is focused. He is ready to go. And as soon as they get into the ring, they start fighting. And they are exchanging chops back and forth. And these aren't little wussy chops. They are slapping the crap out of each other. These chops are painful. Uh, eventually, Pillman rolls out to the outside of the ring. Flair gets up on the top rope and delivers a double axe handle from the top rope all the way to the floor onto Brian uh, Pillman. Pillman's hurting. Uh, just can't really get anything going, but eventually does. Eventually gets the upper hand, starts attacking Flair. Ends up going right back after that uh, left arm that Arn Anderson was trying to attack and weaken just the night before. And as they're battling on the outside, it's pretty much all Flair with the occasional Pillman chop or Pillman trying to get back into it. Ric Flair's just taking advantage of this poor kid. Now, during this match, how do I say this politely? We realize that Mongo McMichael is an idiot and doesn't know anything about professional wrestling when it comes to the history of it as he's commentating this match. He told Bobby Heaton that, or some along the lines of, don't you wish you managed a wrestler like Ric Flair? Now, if you know anything about Bobby Heaton or Ric Flair, you know for a fact that Heaton was Flair's manager for like three years when they were in the WWF. So the simple fact that, like, Mongo has no idea whatsoever what he's talking about, what he's doing, it's mind-boggling to me that they actually let this moron talk every Monday night on their best show, on their premiere show. It's it's insane. But anyway, I digress. Let's, back to the match. Um, Pillman is... Uh, Pillman's starting to work over Flair a little bit. Uh, Flair tries to go back on the top rope for another double axe handle. Gets caught. Gets thrown into the middle of the ring uh, by Pillman. And then Flair slowly but surely starts getting the advantage back. Starts getting the momentum. Ends up hitting Pillman with a back body drop. And as he hits, he still has the leg. Pulls him to the center of the ring. Slaps on that figure four. And the match is over. Uh, Pillman almost immediately gives up. Just taps out immediately. And then right away, Flair, like he once he lets go of Pillman's leg, 
He gets the microphone and says, Arn, you're next. He's going after Arn Anderson. The man wants the enforcer. These two are going to have another just tremendous match soon. I can feel it. And when it does, we will have you covered right here on the hotline, as always. Well, that's it. That was the episode. They went back to the commentary. They kind of talked a little bit. They talked about what was coming up next week. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You have to wait and tune in next week to this podcast to see what happened on WCW Nitro. Um, as always, you can go ahead and get a hold of us. Let us know what's good, what's bad at our Twitter account, at call 1-900-909-9900. Yes, that's at call 1-900-909-9900. The WCW hotline number. Come on, you knew that. Um, but yeah, you can always reach out to there. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff on all the platforms you listen to. Give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. I truly appreciate it. All of us back here do. And until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you down the road.